Hello and welcome to The Witches You Didn't Burn. My name is Marky. My name is Claire. And today I am drinking the Cali Rose from 19 Crimes, which is Snoop Dogs. I'm finishing off the bottle. And uh, I'm also drinking it in a decanter and not like an actual wine glass because all my wine glasses are dirty. I think I have those same glasses too. They're really nice. They've got like the crystal and they just, they seem a lot fancier than what they are. I think I bought them at TJ Maxx. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I am drinking cranberry juice and mango juice with vodka, which I had not tried. I just happened to be running out of cranberry juice and there was mango juice that David drinks. Um, so I added that. Delicious. It definitely like, seems summery. I know. I really am not into super fruity drinks, but that is awesome. I don't like fruity drinks that are like artificially fruity. Yeah. I love like if you give me a juice, you know, a gin and juice or something like that, I'm gonna love the shit out of it. Yeah, I've been really into cranberry and vodka lately, but those are terrifying because I drink a lot of vodka in my cranberry juice and you can't taste it at all. At all. Um, so that seems bad for someone who would be like out drinking at home it doesn't really matter and I only have one anyway so yeah but your one is probably like yeah the I mean it's, alcohol the, equivalent, content of it's like the equivalent to someone else's four but I'm at home already so it doesn't really matter this is true so Claire who are we talking about today today we are talking about one of my favorite people of all time Betty White. Yes, I'm so excited. I love Betty White. I have been in love with this woman my entire life. Oh, yes. And I was devastated by her mm. death, as many were. I mean, but to be fair, I liked Betty White before liking Betty White was cool. Like that used to be weird before she was on SNL and everyone was like, oh, this is, you know relevant culture now no I liked her before that <laughs> not like a bunch of other people didn't but are you a hipster my for age. Betty White no I am you're a I'm hipster for Betty White here's the thing what you need to know about me is I am secretly like a 70 year old man my favorite things in this world are scotch and cigars and end of list but like I just I feel like old men are kind of my vibe. Like I just, they're, I think my, besides you, mm -hmm. my best friends, I would like to make my friend group like 70 old men, not in a weird way, but. <laughs> no, I understand. Like you just want that very refined. They're just very bullshit. chill. Yeah. And they're kind of mean to each other. And I really like that. But they're super mean to each other. Honestly, men who you can be mean to and like have uh, kind of back and forth, but like mm -hmm. kind of aggressive, but like not in a flirty way is my shit. I love that. Yes. That's one of David's get along uncles, with Matt. <laughs> yeah. And Matt, one of David's uncles, he's like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we can't, we don't see each other for like a year at a time and we walk in the same room and we are the most inflicting on each other and it's insanely fun because he thinks it's funny and I think it's funny and everyone else is getting traumatized Every and it's fine 
like one time I went over there um, and his best friend was there and his best friend was just silent the whole time. He was just staring at us like, this doesn't seem like allowed, like you guys should be talking to each other like this. Yeah. But I find it great fun. I like people who are witty and can keep up with me and when I can be mean to men and they like, it's not offensive because I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. Like no one's ego gets bruised. Yeah. I cannot like someone, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So, Betty White. Her actual name is Betty Marion White. And Betty White would like you to know Betty is not short for anything else. It's just Betty. That was apparently a problem in her life is they thought that her name was short for Elizabeth Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's not. It's just Betty. That was her name. Just Betty. I love that. So Betty was born January 17th, 1922. Holy shit. I know. I didn't realize that. You know she's old, but for some reason you don't think about it and then you go, oh, 1922. Holy. Oh, that's real fucking old. Yes. I'm I'm sorry. I I heard the 1922 and totally interrupted. You're good. In Oak Park, Illinois. So she was the only child Mm -hmm. of... Tess and Horace White. Her mom's name, I believe her first name was Christina, but she went by Tess. So we're just going to call her Tess. Her mom was a homemaker and she kind of, from the interviews and stuff, she kind of inspired. She was very like upbeat and, you know, they did a lot of playing around and acting. And, you know, what she says is that she was spoiled rotten, but she was raised to appreciate it. I like that. Spoiled rotten, but raised to appreciate it. Yeah. There's a lot of people that need to learn that. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. Her dad was a lighting company executive in Michigan. During the Great Depression, he fixed radios. There's a certain type. Crystal radios and sold them whenever he could. No, he built them. He didn't fix them. He built Hmm. them. But no one had money during the Great Depression, so people weren't really buying radios. So he would just trade them outright for stuff. On several occasions, that included dogs. Not to eat or anything, but pet dogs. I, I didn't mean... want to go. I didn't want to go crazy about the great. You know, give people the wrong idea. Because the most important thing you need to understand about Betty White before she's an artist or a singer or an actress, anything, she fucking loved animals. Mm-hmm. That was her life. Her whole life, she said, the only reason I am famous is to maintain the habit of animals, and to donate, and you know, help with. Uh, she did a lot of work with different zoos and rescues and stuff like that mainly in like big cats were kind of her main thing but not I mean I she also probably had a bunch of pets I couldn't find what pet she had in the research I did but she really liked cats big cats mm-hmm. and actually I've growing up I've seen her on like late shows and stuff when they have like an animal expert come on and the hosts are always like freaking out because it's always like a dangerous animal or whatever and she's like "Ooh, let me touch it and then i was like what are you doing but uh what like uh jack hannah and she's done a lot of work with like the la zoo and stuff like that yeah she actually used some of the funds to support good wholesome ethical yeah yes a lot of it yeah um, most of her money went to that, including a lot of the money after she died. Mm-hmm. Went I to can see that. animals, different 
types of things because she didn't have any kids and she's died at almost 100 so i mean it's not like you have a ton of relatives either no she kind of outlived everyone by a lot well and she was also um, a single child so it'd yeah. just be like you know distant cousins at that point yes most of the her okay. estate went to animal conservation and programs and stuff like that she did a lot of work so today we're not going to go into every single thing she's ever done because that would take hours and we're just not that's not gonna happen if you want to go step by step through her entire line of work you're welcome to but be prepared there's a lot of it that we're talking about like 70 years worth of shows and tv and she worked the entire time yeah a lot there was no downtime really for her yeah she's she, constantly doing stuff wasn't she yeah because she enjoyed it so much that uh, most of the time like when she was younger she did it for basically free so when she was like in her 20s mm-hmm. she basically wrote this song with her friend and they uh sang it for this local tv station just on a, a whim it was like a little spot or whatever and uh a dj ended up seeing that named jarvis and then he asked her to be my girl friday that's how he asked her out no that's how he asked her to be on his show he was a disc jockey and he had a variety show a daily variety show called hollywood on television they worked six days a week and i mean they like ad-libbed the whole thing they read their own commercials all live for four years six days a week for four years live so during the show she learned everything she learned you know what was involved with producing, how to work cameras, how all the technical stuff, stuff that women didn't really have the opportunity to learn, which yeah. is what really set her up in the career because she knew it better than most people at that point. Because you usually, back then, you were either talent or you were behind the camera. But she, because she did this little show She had live, to do everything. She had to do everything because it was just them. That's so cool. So basically, like their little show was like nowadays it'd be someone doing their own YouTube. Yes. If most people doing YouTube were podcasting, as we're doing, except you, you have to except do everything. Except you can't edit it. No. Except you can't. Oh be, God, I would hate that. That would be horrifying. Oh, yeah, well, because back then live was live. There was no delay. You know, now there's in live TV there's a delay for safety, but uh, back then it was live. That's all you had. So doesn't Betty uh, White have a potty mouth? A little bit, but I don't know if she did back then. I she okay. might have grown into it. Yeah, I really I think that she... wouldn't have worked back then. Probably. No, you're probably right. I just remember hearing her saying the f word sometimes, and it's so cute. After that, one of the guys who, the guy who owned the news station, I think, yeah, who ran that show, he asked her if they could do a TV show, which was called Life of Elizabeth. And so she was actually the first woman to ever produce a sitcom, which she did for that show. And that show was between 1953 and 1955. Wow. Yeah, I know. And then after that, basically how her career has worked is she does something and then someone sees it and goes, do you think you could do this? Do you think this would work for you? Could you do this thing? Mm -hmm. I saw you in that. Could you just take that thing and do it here? That's pretty much how she got started. It was really organic. Yeah. Well, because everyone loved her. Now, when she first started, she like did some modeling and stuff like that. And she did her rounds at studios for movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they told her that she didn't have the face for movies. She wasn't attractive enough. Which, if you have seen a picture of Betty White younger, who the fuck are you? She's really hot. She was hot. I'm like, and if I don't know, probably most people haven't heard her sing, but I was watching her documentary and I was like, damn you're also an amazing singer stop it that's not fair she can't 
she's one of those people that you love so much but god why are you so good at everything like <laughs> how does this work and anyway so then she was offered her own uh she did a couple other things like i said we're not going to everything she did spots on different tv shows and stuff like that um and then she got offered her own radio show called the betty white show okay no the betty white show was also on the hollywood on television mm-hmm. with jarvis okay hold on i mean these are conflicting anyway after that or before that it is unclear she had like her own like late night television show like right when late night television was kind of starting yeah but she was the host <gasps> i didn't know that me neither it was so cute so they had guests and she would sing or do little skits or uh she had you know some people come on and sing and dance and but like she never got to take a break so like even she had to read the commercials so you didn't there was no panning away it was like a solid half hour or an hour or whatever and they when they asked her to do the job they were like can you do this and it was like five nights a week or something like that or once a week and she was like what am I supposed to do the rest of my time because she had literally spent six days a week all day doing this other show for four years and she was like yeah I can do that for just like one two days a week yeah I got that yeah but the idea that there's no panning away like 30 minutes being completely on yeah and she would like for all of her shows when she was younger she would like warm up her own audience so on like normal shows they have like a comedian come out beforehand Mm -hmm. and like warm up the audience so they think things are funnier because they're in a funnier mood but she would warm up her own audience you're kidding yes so really she she was on for like an hour yeah she was extra She's so extra. I love it. I always say that I go through life like I'm going to get extra credit. She goes through life like she's getting extra credit. She does. And she did. She did get extra credit. Okay, so I know that was a little timeline, a little confusing, but what I'm reading and what I saw in the documentary are bouncing around in my brain incorrectly, I think, and I don't know which one is true. Also, I've had she alcohol, so I apologize. Yes, like I said, there's a lot. And basically after that, we're just going to skip real far ahead because there's just no way. Like I said, if you want to look up one thing at a time, go ahead. Um, But that's just not going to work. Not here. Okay. So she also became like a staple panelist in American game shows. Betty White loved games, all kinds of games, played them her whole life. We'll talk about that in a second. The game shows she's most known for being on include Password, Match Game, Tattletale, To Tell the Truth, The Hollywood Squares, and uh, $20,000 Pyramid. She was dubbed the first lady of game shows. She was actually the first woman to ever receive a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Game Show Host for the show Just Men, which is funny. Me, that is. <laughs> In 1983. So I did look to see what that show was, and basically it was two women who had to guess what six, five men celebrities, how they would answer questions. So basically, like Family Feud, I guess, yeah. kind of. Family Feud, but, with, but man-based. With, yeah, but man-based, like celebrity men I don't, and I don't know what their cutoff for celebrity was so that's interesting uh, yeah I thought it was it's a funny thing for her to be the first woman to win that award for a show called Just Men I like that though and that was in the 80s yes so I'm going to just read all of her awards and these are just in order of 
We're going to do a type of award and then what she won. We're not going to do what she was nominated for because we will be here all day. So we're just going to do the ones she won. Okay, so this is for the American Comedy Award. In 1970, 1987, she won Funniest Female Performer in a TV Series, Network, Cable, or Syndication for Golden Girls. Uh, she won that award again. No, never mind. She got nominated. <laughs> okay. In 1990, she won the Lifetime Achievement Award in Comedy. In 2000, she won Funniest Female Guest Appearance on a TV Show um, for the TANA Awards, which I've never heard of. Um, in 2010, she won the Charlie Chaplin for TANA Award for Excellence in Comedy. For the Comedy Awards in 2011, she won Best Actress in TV Comedy for Hot in Cleveland. Uh, in 2009, she won Disney Legends Award. Oh, Didn't know that was a thing. Me either. Okay. Emmy Awards. There's a lot of these. And there's a lot of nomin... I mean, there's a billion nominated for these. So, okay, just one. Uh, 1975, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy. 1976, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy. 1986, Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. 1996, Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. 2010, Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series for Saturday Night Live. Uh, 1983, Outstanding Game Show Host for Just For Men. Uh, 2015, Lifetime Achievement Award, which she was honored. So I guess she also won it. But And then in 1952, Los Angeles Emmy Award for Outstanding Personality, which is also an Emmy Award. Uh, Gracie Allen Award, 2011 Best Actress in Comedy Series, Grammy Award, Best Spoken Word Recording, which was for If You Ask Me, Of Course You Won't, and Of Course You Won't. Uh, Golden Apple Award mm -hmm. in 1986, Female Star of the Year, People's Choice Award, TV Icon 2015, I'm going to try to go faster, 2011 Outstanding Performance by a Female Actress in a Comedy Series, 2012, Outstanding Performance by a Female Actress in the Comedy Series. 2010, Lifetime Achievement Award. 2010, Best Dance. <laughs> that was a Teen Choice Awards. That was her for dance with Sandra Bullock in The Proposal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. It's, I like The Proposal. I remember that. I, she's amazing in that movie. Yes. Okay. These are TV Land Awards. 2003, Quintessential Non-Traditional Family. Uh, 2004 Groundbreaking Show, 2008 Pop Culture Award, 2015 Legend Award, uh, UCLA Jack Benny Award for Comedian in 2011, uh, Woman, <laughs> Woman Film Critics Choice Award, Awards, <laughs> 2021 Lifetime Achievement, a Hollywood Walk of Fame she got in 1995, Viewers of Quality Television called the Q Awards, 1987 best actress in a quality comedy series 1988 best actress in a quality comedy series uh yeah that's that's all the ones she she won that are on this i'm sure there are more like i said uh she did a lot of things that was probably way longer than i felt like it was but uh that's a lot of things yeah and that's, that's just what she won yeah like being nominated is also still a very much an honor because you have to put your effort into it but she won so much from like starting the 50s up until 2021 so she had a lot of opportunities to win shit yeah i mean she it, it's insane like i said her body of work 
I mean, here, I'll, let me just show you. Oh, that's not going to fade out, is it? Oh, damn it. Okay. So, you know, like on a laptop mm -hmm. like this, we're talking like a foot of screen of just her stuff. I wish I had these notes on the actual computer instead of this laptop, but it's absurd. Yeah, it is. Okay. So those are all of her awards. Obviously what a lot of people know her for is Golden Girls, which is where I fell in love with her because yes. I've watched Golden Girls since I was a small child and I rewatched it several times as an adult. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I remember watching Golden amazing. Girls as well as a kid and that's where you really start to know her. And I always thought like as a kid, she was old then. Like, no, she was not. <laughs> But with Golden Girls, it's just, it's so comforting to watch. Yeah. Also, they're so mean to each other. And when I was a kid, so I, mean. I did not pick up on that as a child. I knew they like played with each other, you know, but oh my gosh, they say hurtful things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if my friend talked to me like that, I would cry. <laughs> yeah, I could not handle, it's like one of those things that's like, you see, it's like, oh man, being a Golden Girl would be great. And I just think it's like, you know, no, I'd rather just like have a not- <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I was addicted to Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. Like, B. Arthur was my girl. Yes. She was my girl. And I love Betty White, too, but she was not, my love for her grew from that, but it expanded, obviously, B. Arthur died a while ago. And I was, my little soul was crushed. Um, I remember the day that she died. My mother told me that she died. I was in, like, elementary school or middle school, and I was like, what do you, what do you mean? No, she didn't. Oh, and that's, that's hard. Not, but I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff. I mean, just think about the fact, you know, people can agree on a lot now. Mm -hmm. Who has who has bad shit with Betty White? Come on. I Like if you don't like Betty White. I've never heard anyone that says like, oh, they hate Betty White. They may not, she may not be their like top 10, but they're like, yeah, Betty White's Betty White. Yeah. Just how could you have a problem with Betty White? She's objectively great and yes. she's so down to earth and oh just amazing. God. Like I said, we're not going through everything. We're just jumping around a little bit. She actually met one of her husbands on the game show Password. And I'm trying to remember, I think, I don't want to get his name wrong because I didn't realize she was married three times. Oh, I didn't know that. Me neither. I, I think, just, I yeah. just kind of thought Betty White was just like, you know, Betty White by her kind of by herself but you know surrounded by like lots of people yeah so she was married to Dick Baker in 1945 to 1945 that did not last long did not last long he also doesn't he I don't believe he was famous at all uh she was also married to a Lane Allen um from 1947 to 1949 uh I don't think he was famous either they didn't last long. So I have to tell you their love story because it is heartbreaking. <laughs> and not heartbreak, it's great, but it's so sad. So her third husband was Alan Ludden, who actually was the host of Password, the game yeah. show, which Betty White was on a lot. Like after the first time meeting, he uh so she lived in LA, he lived in New York. That's where the game show was in New York. After meeting, he would no longer say hello. He would just, instead of saying hello to her, he would say, will you marry me? So he oh. like tried and tried, you know, asked her all the time. And 
like they went out to dinner one night and he bought her, like slid this jewelry box across the table and it was this giant ring with a huge diamond lots of mm-hmm. little diamonds around and he was like just say yes I know you're gonna say yes so just say yes <laughs> and she like got super upset and was like how dare you <laughs> just assume but the main problem was she didn't want to move to New York yeah because she had her career in LA and she was like I'm not moving to New York for this yeah she wasn't wanting to compromise yeah and not compromise but like yeah she had a huge career and she didn't want to give that up so for like a year she said no and no and no and no and then that Easter uh he sent her this like fluffy bunny Mm -hmm. with a note on it that just said please say yes and like this ring that he had offered her like he wore it around her neck so she had to look at it all the time and so she called him and she was like yes I'll marry you and she I don't know the sad here's the sad part is like so he died obviously way before her so they were married from 1963 to 1981 he died in 1981 Mm. and she talks about how much not saying yes for the whole year because she missed out on a whole year with him oh shit and it's so, so sad. sad it's so depressing and just but everyone was like they had the perfect marriage they were best friends it was beautiful they were meant for each other it's oh and they were like she was so devastated when he died and i'm like i can't do this i don't they're like idols in my life, female idols in my life, thinking about them being sad, mm-hmm. I cannot handle that. Mm-hmm. I don't cry really a ton myself, and I'm very strong. But when I think of like you know Kate Mulgrew, whenever she cries on camera, I will cry. It just happens. Betty White, when she cries on camera or in real life, I will cry. It doesn't matter. My emotional <laughs> state is connected to them, and just like when they were talking about it, I was like. I'm gonna die no that's so depressing I mean it's beautiful because they got to spend time together but oh that's hard yeah I mean her she like I said she did a lot of stuff she did a lot of guest experience experience guest appearances but her main thing to like coming into you know she was known as an older actress you know back in how I kind of see TV is there's the way Hollywood used to be and there's the way Hollywood is now. <laughs> not that it has not ever been super shitty and sexist and whatever, but you know, you have old Hollywood and new Hollywood and her like kind of re-break into her career was SNL. Mm-hmm. Hosting SNL, which I believe was in 2010, which was all started by Facebook. Really? Some random guy started a Facebook campaign to have Betty White host Saturday Night Live and I... she did such and so SNL finally was like okay you could do that they did like a Mother's Day special and so mm-hmm. they had her host it and they brought a bunch of the other you know Tina Fey Amy Poehler all of them came back for the show and I was talking to David when we were watching that and I was like of course they came back like I bet other female people who had been on the show were calling hey uh I'm female can I be on the show with Betty White please can please I do that? Me- can I be under this? There's, there's Betty White. Give me Betty White. But she like killed it so much 
that it just blew up. Mm -hmm. She became very culturally relevant in a world that doesn't really let people stay culturally relevant for 70 years. No. Like, think about that. She has been a full working actress for almost her entire life, and she lived 99 years. Damn. That's unheard of. And everyone loves her. her. Her fellow actresses love her. Actors love her. Everyone in the business loves her because she's so genuine and her biggest thing is being so on the mark comedically at all times she always knows how to deliver a line perfectly this is them saying it not me because I don't know that much about it but you know she's always on the mark she's always knows exactly what to say and she has great back and forth with people she's very natural yes God, I just think about all the movies and films and just points that I have seen Betty White in. And it's true. She's just so on the mark. Like I'm drinking wine right now. And all I can think about is that one skit that she did with another actress. And I cannot remember who, but they had these big ass wine glasses that hold like the four bottles of wine. And she's like, I'm just going to have a glass of wine tonight. And she like lifts this fucker up and it's like a fucking gothic it's something that you would hold your goldfish in it's just like that it's just it was her I mean and she was in everything she was Mm -hmm. in um her biggest break was the uh was it the Carol Burnett show that was a big one for her she was always on Johnny Carson Mm -hmm. um she had like a 10-year run as a hostess for uh the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade oh really I didn't know that I know well it you know to be fair for us yeah it was before us it was 1970 around 1975 so you know well before us yeah but she's been a lot of movies uh her after her resurgence she after Saturday Night Live she was in hot in Cleveland for Mm -hmm. a long time she won several awards for that she visited the White House with Barack Obama in 2012 I remember seeing that that she was cute in the proposal she kind of everyone wanted Betty White on everything yeah well she also had that she had the range of just being I don't think I remember seeing her in anything super sad like she she always had more of a pause like it needed to be more of a comedy a fun type thing you watch Betty White to feel good I don't remember what show or movie it was so I understand this is not helpful but obviously all of you are going to go watch the first lady of Hollywood Betty White documentary immediately and in that you'll see she was in a show or movie and it was like her husband had died I think in I don't I don't know what the story was but basically the scene was like she was in a train station waiting and her husband came in this casket oh and I was like that's when I lost it it was very sad but uh she back to you know cooler things not cooler things different things but she was in Toy Story 4. Uh, she played the toy tiger named Bet- Biddy White. Yep. <laughs> she kind of just, you know, I was going to say I think that's how I got Matt to watch it was, it was like, Betty White's in it. And he Betty said, Betty White's yep. in it. <laughs> uh, her big, like, um, kind of, you know, she's not, raunchy is not the right word. Explicit? Yes. Her first like other side of her besides like goody two shoes thing was she did the roast of William Shatner, which if you have not seen that, 
and you are sad or want a good laugh, please Google William Shatner roast Betty White. It's fucking hysterical. I think that's going to be the first thing I watch after we're done. Despite, yes. Like, I'm going to watch that while I'm finding her, um, while I'm finding the documentary. documentary. Yes, it is so funny. And that was like the first time that people were like whoa who who is this what who is this side of betty but it's so interesting because she lives so long and she did so much that you don't think of her as i don't know you think of her as old but you don't you think of her as almost timeless you know yes but i don't know she confuses my brain because i like her so much and she's she was made of joy and light she was she was such a positive person. She was, and she felt so grateful and communicated how grateful she was to still be working and to still mm-hmm. have people wanted her and stuff. And she was like, I don't understand why, but she felt so lucky and blessed to still be in the industry. And I love that someone so pure was not jaded or beaten down by Mm -hmm. an industry which has done that so much oh yes she was just so strong but you know she had lots of friends and uh there's this scene in the documentary where she's playing scrabble with some other actresses who i've seen in other things but i don't know if other people have seen things because I watch old sitcoms, so I just do. Uh, anyway, the woman that she was uh, meeting with, she met with her once a week. She played, have you ever seen um, Kelsey Grammer? Oh my gosh. How do I remember the actor's name and I can't remember the fucking show? What's the sh- what's the Frasier. actor's name? Frasier. Have you ever seen Frasier? No, it's on my list. Okay. One, one of my favorite shows ever. I know, um, that's kind of what I want to watch it because I remember you talking about it. Yes. Frasier's brother's mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. The actress who plays her was like really good friends with Betty White. So they met once a week to play Scrabble and Betty White, like they would meet and they would sit down not playing Scrabble yet and like talk about their week and, you know, all this stuff and be so friendly. And then they would go to the Scrabble table and Betty would be like, we're not fucking friends anymore. (laughs) And apparently Betty White has like never lost a game of Scrabble. Holy shit. She destroyed them at all times everyone because she loved games her whole life and she was like i'm gonna fucking win this but she was like yeah she's like the most loving lady unless you're playing a game with her and then she's gonna kill you oh god that's all i'm imagining it's like her just like love and positivity and like just happiness and then like you get to a game of like god i'd love to see her play mario kart she fucking (laughs) kill it um yeah but i mean she did a lot of great work for you know not a lot she did she had the right opinions and did things for like racial injustice lbgt rights so specifically there was this guy named arthur duncan who was Mm -hmm. on her he was like a singer dancer on her show uh betty white show her like little talk show late night show and they were syndicated so they were you know national and People in the South, I mean, this was in like 1954, Yeah, had a huge problem with it. So, you know, there was a lot of pressure to take him off the show. He was a, an African-American uh, tap dancer. And she said, he stays, live with it. She just w- refused, which is something that now you'd go, obviously, you mm-hmm. would say that. 
But back then, you have to remember, she was the only woman who had a talk show. Yeah. And she was in the 50s. 50s were not kind. To women or. No, they were not kind. Specifically also. Yeah. Male, heterosexual. That's the only time. (laughs) But, you know, I think, you know, and she doesn't say it like it took balls or, oh, look at this thing. She's like, obviously, why would you do that? That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, she was just such a kind person throughout her whole life she kind of just stayed the exact same uh in so in uh september 11th september 11th oh god (laughs) we're just now saying random facts about betty white because that we've you know yeah and there's too many things have you know guys stay with us here i'm sorry but there's too many things um so in september 2011 betty white teamed up with her with english singer uh lucana to produce a remix of her song i'm still hot (laughs) which everyone should go watch that (laughs) it's in a music video i believe so yes yes but it's very funny but she was like a really good singer her whole life uh so it makes sense but she has has several songs and she's covered several songs as well which you will see and hear in the documentary, which you are all uh, bound to watch now. Is that homework? No. Homework, yes. It's everyone's homework. (laughs) Uh, She had several books. Uh, Oh my gosh, yes, she did. I worked in a library in like just the biography and autobiography section that we had. Like there's like five or six in our small little library of just Betty White. Yeah. So I'm going to list the books, not, you know, everything about them, but just the books. So Betty White's Pet Love, How Pets Take Care of Us, which is in, was in 1983. Betty White in Person, Double Day in 1987. The Leading Lady, Dinah's Story, 1991. Here We Go Again, My Life in Television, 1995. Together, A Novel of a Shared Vision, 19... Not... 2008, if you ask me, parentheses, 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 and of course you want, 2011, Betty and Friends, A Life at the Zoo in 2011. Yeah. She also has two audiobooks as well, oh, which I did not I, know. I um, listened to an audiobook that Betty White was in. I can't remember the title, but it was really good. Because just listen to Betty White. She's just amazing. And I understand that this episode is not as informationally solid <laughs> i mean the information's good i did watch the documentaries and did research and have loved betty white my entire life so i think that counts <laughs> partially there's just so much to her life and i think it's important to i think her as a person is far more impressive than what she accomplished yes. the fact that she stayed the way she was so humble and caring and loving throughout such an amazing career is amazing like that's just astonishing to me the culture kind of tries to force you not to be that way Mm -hmm. when you're that famous and successful it does and that's just kind of how it's even like learning more about Betty White I knew that she was you know in the showbiz for a long time I didn't realize it spanned 70 years yeah I is impressive but that she was the same person from like the beginning to her the end of her career that's astonishing yeah so 
she died on the morning of December 31st, 2001, like a week away from her 100th birthday, which was 2001. Yes. No, you, she did not. You said 2001. Oh, no. God damn it. Hold on. She died on the morning of December 31st, 2000. No. 2021. <laughs> I got it. Hold on. She died on the morning of December 31st, 2021. So she died in her sleep at her home in Brentwood, in the Brentwood neighborhood of Los Angeles from a stroke she had on Christmas Day. Oh. Her remains her remains were cremated and given to Glenn Kaplan, who was entrusted to carry out her advanced health directive. Betty White's death was met with statements of sympathy and tribute from many people in organization. Even the United States Army released a statement. Well, because really? she, volu- she had volunteered with the, with the women's voluntary services during World War II. Oh, yeah. Probably should have covered that one. <laughs> but she, she, I can tell you right now, I know that one from, from memory. So she drove a truck during World War II in like Hollywood to one place to another and then she also volunteered to like do performances for the troops who were about to be deployed and stuff oh god and that's god damn betty white was in our army guys um yep all of her she didn't have kids or or a bunch of family or stuff so her estate was all sold her two homes and her personal belongings were sold to auction and her estate was uh, donated to the National Comedy Center and as well as animal where animal welfare, including the Los Angeles Zoo Commission, Morris Animal Foundation, Wildlife Foundation, and actors and others for animals. Damn. I know. She just makes you want to be a better person. She does. Her life is like a self-help book. She's calming and inspirational she is inspirational she's so fucking cute <laughs> i was i was watching the documentary i was like man if i look half as good as that girl i would be the luckiest little little lass in the world she's so pretty even at 99 she still looked good she had that timeless beauty yeah and that smile and, oh that smile and what i really liked about betty white is that as she grew older she just she got a little curvier she got a little softer but she was still herself yeah and she still strutted it. Oh, hell yes. All right. So that was Betty White. Who are we going to talk about next time, Marks? So next time I will be talking about Martha Stewart. <laughs> yes, she is still alive, which is fine. Like this podcast. She will is be our about... first person who is still alive. <laughs> she is. What a world. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's like this podcast is just us. Astro- getting drunk and talking about people we like also uh side note because i should have mentioned it at the top of this uh last episode we said that we would be talking about frida frida mm-hmm. okay so there was a technical issue with that so that podcast had to get moved so that will be at a different point in time so if you tuned into this obviously you said saw the title was betty white it's not frida we know that we didn't lie to you. You will be hearing about Frida, just not at this moment. <laughs> yeah, those two are going to get flip-flopped, okay. which is just fine. It is. So thank you guys so much for listening. You can like us and follow us on Instagram at the witches you didn't burn. 
We're on Twitter at the witches you didn't burn. And please share us with a friend who you think might like this podcast that really does help. And remember to um, give us a rating and let us know if there's somebody you want us to go over. Let us know on Instagram or Twitter. All right. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.